This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to Sex with Charlie and Nina. Hit the music, guys. (laughs) Yeah, good morning. Good morning. It's episode four. (laughs) Can you bloody believe it? Is it episode four already? Episode four, yeah. Fucking hell. Well, today... We've got another guest, haven't we? Yes. Good morning. Ginger. Morning, Ginger. How are you doing? I'm all right. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. Absolute pleasure. Yeah. So Ginger is a content creator. Um, What sort of content do you create? Just give people a little brief. Adult content. Yes. um, A lot of kink content as well. I started um, actually content creating through FetLife. I was on FetLife already, just as like a normal citizen <laughs> in the kink community. Um, but some of my posts on there started getting really popular and I thought, oh, I wonder if I could monetize this. And then a couple of people I was seeing saying, you know, you really should monetize this. And then from that, OnlyFans came and that's how I ended up creating here we are <laughs> that's it you really should be monetizing on yeah it. yeah 100 percent um so did you find during was it during lockdown that you stopped you started thinking that way because we've only fans obviously massively exploded didn't it during it lockdown did, it really really no did yeah i think a lot of people um turned to it during, during the lockdown yeah absolutely i think for me that it was always kind of in the back of my mind but one of those things that you think, oh, no one will pay to watch me or no one will pay to see my stuff. But then, you know, you're given that little bit of a confidence boost by the people that said, well, I would. Yeah. (laughs) And then it goes from there, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well, we thought that when we started doing the podcast, we thought no one is going to want to listen to it and especially not bloody see us. So, (laughs) And then when people were like, put up a video, we were like, no one wants to see this. And they do. And they do. And here we are. Now we're we're filming it. So we're content creators too. Yeah, loads of people during lockdown did turn to like platforms like OnlyFans, didn't they? To, well, I mean, everyone was at home having sex and knocking one out. So there was not really much else to do. You couldn't go to work. That's it. And it became a viable option. And people got bored enough in the lockdown as well, like consumer wise, to try OnlyFans. Because I think a lot of people were for a long time like, Porn hub is free. Why would I pay for something that I can get for free? You know, I can just Google redhead MILF 30 <laughs> and find loads of people like you. You know, why would I need to pay for it? Um, and I think lockdown gave them the boredom and the curiosity to actually try something new and discover that it is a very different platform. 
and it's a very different way to access. Do you think it's because of the like, excuse pun, like the personal touch that you get, so the interaction? Yeah, obviously if you're watching something on Pornhub, as much as you enjoy it or as much as you'd like to say something to the people that you're watching in the video afterwards, that's it, it ends and you find something else or you look through more of their videos but there's no interaction Whereas, obviously, people watching my stuff can message me straight away after yeah. actually have a conversation. That must you. have had, like, an impact, like, on their sort of mental health as well. Because in the lockdown, you weren't communicating with anyone. You weren't, t- no one was talking to their friends as regularly because you had nothing to report or anything like that. So that connection that was built between you and your fans would have been, like, a really important... And, you know, lots of fans want to talk to you and not discuss anything sexual at all. Like, I had one guy talk to me about the housing crisis in Devon for quite a long time. And it's like, yeah, some of them don't have, like, sexual motivations when they message you. It is actually just kind of checking in and seeing how you are. That's quite nice, isn't it? Or do you kind of No, no, it's really lovely. Like, I've got a couple of long-term followers and... um, one in particular springs to mind in this conversation. He, like, um, works in television and media and he'll always, like, if I put a new video up or whatever, um, message me and say, Ginger, I really loved your video, but, you know, the lighting on the <laughs> or, or perhaps you should, you should try this angle this and all this. And um, when, I, when, I, when my OnlyFans started um, kicking, up, um, kicking off in terms of numbers and my content and um, getting better and better he was the one that like messaged me links to different ring lights and stuff that I should invest in and helped me like oh, decide on where to that's probably helpful though isn't it yeah, so. yeah. oh that's really good because I was going to say did you have like a um like someone kind of showing you the ropes because no I did it at all. At the beginning, it it was literally just stuff from my camera roll that I thought that people might want to pay and see and they did and then obviously you get people when say, yeah, I enjoyed that. Have you thought about making a video like this? Have you thought about doing this? And I was kind of like just winging it for a little while. It, it does take a, it does take a while for you to like get your get your feet off the ground and sort of find out where you sit in the world of OnlyFans because it is a huge world and there are loads and loads of people doing it and you do need to kind of carve yourself out a little bit of a niche and an identity on there. Because um, one of the things I actually do now is is mentor newbies, and um, lots of new girls make like the classic mistake of thinking that OnlyFans is going to be an overnight paycheck, and it really isn't. And they'll um, send me their links saying, "Oh, can you look at my page, please? Because I really don't know what I'm going wrong. Where I'm going wrong? I've got no subscribers. You know what's happening? And you log in, and OnlyFans." It, essentially is like Facebook you know you've got a wall you've got, you can see just by clicking on the person's um wall how many photos how many videos they've got on there even even before you pay to actually see those pictures and videos you can see how many are there if that makes sense yeah and some girls are like posting me their links saying can you look at my page and tell me what's wrong and they've got like five posts up and it's like well it's because people don't want to pay eight pounds a month to see your five posts which could be anything yeah. do you know what I mean um so yeah uh, got to really think carefully about the kind of content that you're making and the audience you're attracting um but nobody does they just kind of go straight into it to begin with do you think it's better to 
well, sorry, have like one avenue. So like, for instance, if you are just like a mature woman or whatever, just stick with that. Or do you think have little different pockets of like, this is me with my feet out or this is me, I don't know, for the people with arm pit fetishes or... Yeah, I mean, there are some that do cater to like very specific niches. Um, I think the people that do well on OnlyFans are the ones that just put their true selves out there, like as much as their authentic personality as, pos- as, as possible, you know. So my followers know that I used to be a teacher. That turns them on a lot. Um, they know that I'm older because I'm nearly 40. Um, I do burlesque, I do pin-ups, so they like that look. They like tattoos. Yeah. I've got lots of tattoos. Um, and, yeah, I do try and talk to them and show them who I am as a person, not just, like, the sexual side of things. I think that people that think that they're just going to post pictures of feet and become millionaires are completely deluded. You know, there's a lot yeah. more work that needs to go into it, whatever level you're going to do, yeah, you know, whatever kind of content you've got to create, you've still got to work on the rapport and the... Yeah. Years of hard work to become an overnight success. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've only been doing it since September and I made top 10% by the Christmas. Oh, wow, so, well done. Like, mine was quite fast. Yeah. But it was fast because I already had quite a good following on yeah. FetLife. You'd already put oh, okay. in, hadn't you? Yeah. So you yeah. had the content. That's it, yeah. That you just moved it over to exactly a different right. platform. Yeah. yeah. So you had put the work in, really, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Although you don't think that it's it's work when it's, like, <laughs> literally stuff that I've saved on my camera yeah. from, like, things that I've been doing. Like yeah. That's, that's why it's really weird when people say, like, it, it's, it's sex work, it's work. Um, yes, it is work, and I can accept why some people would call it sex work, but... To me, it was just like, this was the life I was living and I just decided to monetize sharing it. I didn't like sleep with anybody for money or specifically to make a video with the intention of putting it online. Yeah. kind of... I think like the the umbrella term of sex worker, um, people used to associate it with escorting... Um, prostitution but it really isn't like we were saying the other day that we we were in the adult industry anyway because of working in a sex shop so we come under that sort of little umbrella at a lower level um so this do you think the stigma of like a sex worker is slowly being sort of washed away or do you think people are still holding on to that and judging i think people are still massively holding on to it yeah, I completely Absolutely. agree with you. I think the once you get on Facebook, it's the worst kinds of people ever in the world. Like, I, I, I don't even use it anymore just because yeah. of the like the narrow mindedness of people on there, and it's really hard to get my head around that people still think like that. <laughs> yeah, but it's like so many. Yeah, so yeah. many people, and that's kind of why we like doing what we do, safe space too, because it's yeah. like yeah. this. It's just stop. Like, it's normal. Like, stop making it out like it's, like, the worst thing and stop making this out to be the worst thing and stop making that person. And it's just it's just madness. It's just everyone's just a human being, aren't they, at the end of the day? Everyone's different. And, yeah, Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, people used to... it's enjoyable. Yeah. I don't know why people are so against it. You just think, your fucking life must be boring if you're just shutting out all of the fun stuff. Yeah. We always say, like, as soon as people hear that we talk about sex, 
They instantly have their back up, don't they? It's always the men who are like, oh, what are you talking about? You are a woman talking about sex and enjoying sex. No, I won't have it. Yeah, because you had that guy, didn't you, that was like, oh, I think you're really out of order about talking about, because we did an episode oh, on yeah. Two Girls, One Shop, where we spoke about... Um, Two people in the disabled yeah. community. Yeah. Yeah. In the okay. special needs community, adult special needs. Yeah. Right. And we were, they used to come into the shop a lot um, and we never judged them for it. But we no. spoke about this one particular thing that happened that just happened to have two people that had special needs that are adults that are allowed to have sex. <laughs> yeah. Well. yeah. But yeah. people were so offended by it. Yeah. It's like, I can't believe that you're doing that to people that have got, I'm like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. And they fucking loved it. And one of them heard it. Yeah. And loved and it. loved it. Yeah. So. But I think people think people with special needs shouldn't be having sex, which is mental. Because you just think, what, Why? Why the can't they? Thing, yeah. But that's the thing. It's something that everyone can do and partake in or like and enjoy. And there are people out there still going, you can have sex, but you can't. You can enjoy sex, but you can't. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. But and yeah. it's to the same people as well. It's yeah. like you're, you, you're allowed to have sex, but you're not allowed to have sex. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's the most like backwards thing. And like sex yeah. is such a massive spectrum as well, as you know, because you're on a very, yeah. like, niche yes. side of it and very, like, like I was struggling to understand it myself. I was like, wow, this is like... And I've worked in the sex industry for yeah. ages and I was still, like, drowning and swimming yeah. at the same time. <laughs> Reading, like, some of the posts that you put up. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and some of the terms as well because, like... We've, we feel like we've heard it all. Yeah. And then some of the terms, we were like, what does that even mean? And then as soon as you Google it, you're in this rabbit hole and you're like, <laughs> oh, my God. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which terms did you? Well, one of the ones that I saw was dollification. Oh, okay. And I was thinking, I don't, I couldn't even fathom what it would be yeah. other than being like Oh, that's a big one for me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought... People, people watching that, people buying that. So what is dollification? Yeah. Tell everyone that's listening. Me, I'll, I'll, or, <laughs> Ginger, can you Ginger tell me, Bob? Because tell. it would only be in layman's terms from me. Um, so I'm a submissive and there are lots of different branches of submission. Um, and dollification, I suppose, is one of the um, kinks and fetishes that falls under um, submission. It's I just like the feeling of being reduced to... Just holes. I like being told you are just holes. Um, yeah, just reduced to being a plaything and completely objectified like a doll. Yeah. So, yeah. And I know that a lot of people will be hearing that going, oh, no, that sounds like... <laughs> I like degradation. Yeah. As a part of play, you know, in real life, obviously, I'm a feminist. Yeah. And very much into equal... <laughs> Well, right. that's the thing. In the bedroom. Yeah, no. but that's the thing about being a feminist, isn't it? It's about owning your sexuality and uh-huh. not letting people tell you what you can and can't like. Yeah. And so, when you hear things like "I want you to be all pretty and quiet," like the feminist part of you is going, "Well, I won't stand for that." <laughs> and then you're like, "Well, yes, yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fantasy, isn't it? It's like the contrast yeah. between your normal life. So, if you are a feminist in your normal like your normal vanilla life, whatever, however you describe it, 
and then in your sex life you are being reduced to just holes yep. it's like i can see how that is a turn on because it's yeah. it's completely the opposite of that's oh, point, it's yeah. complete that's, escapism yeah me, especially yeah. like as i said i used to be an assistant head teacher of a school i've always had like quite high powered pressure jobs um i'm a single parent as well and um like completely lone parent not 50 50 split or anything like that so it's like indulging in kink is my time of like just cutting everything else off and like living in that moment and so subspace for me is like it's a high it's a natural yeah you haven't got to organize anything like that's for myself i know that's what appeals to me (laughs) yeah 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 it's that i haven't got to make sure there's like a lunchbox packed or everything's done at work (laughs) or the house isn't clean you haven't got to do those things and it's often people in like positions of like high power that want it taken away from them because they're just like i can't do this 24 hours a day absolutely so it does make sense to me but when i was reading it i was like sort of thinking i hadn't even thought about it it hadn't even crossed my mind some of the things that i was reading yeah, no, dollification, that's a big kink. Som- somnophilia is another one. What's that? That's like, um, it's called, it's known as the sleeping beauty kink. So it's like the idea of liking um, someone touching you or interfering with you while you're asleep or semi-conscious. Oh, you get to have a nap. <laughs> I mean that. You just lied to me. You oh, had me, me at nap. <laughs> that's just me anyway. God, and I didn't even realise. I know. <laughs> yeah, I've all, just got to find all this time. That enjoys it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the great thing about FetLife, isn't it? It's like, it's all like-minded people. FetLife is a crazy, crazy world, but it's a really interesting one as well. And yeah, you do learn new things every day just yeah. by scrolling through. <laughs> do you still get judgment off of other people who aren't into those kinks so they might be there for something else and then they come on and give you their two cents about something that they find not hot oh I think so even though it's supposed to be a very inclusive community you always get yeah some people that are just knobs I think the biggest one I get um a lot is why do you like calling someone that's not your bad baby Oh, do you like pretending that you're fucking your dad? Fuck no. off, Barry! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Or <laughs> oh. well, then you get like sixty-year-old guys that could be my dad, thinking that that gives them a chance, and it's again, again, <laughs> that's I know. not what the king no. is. And I have to still want to have sex with you. This is what I, I can't get <laughs> yeah. my head around when guys are like, "But technically, I could." And you're like, "Technically, yes, but I find you physically repulsive, so you won't." Yes. Like, you can't just have sex with me because I'm having sex with other people. Mm-hmm. But they can't. And that's another sex worker stigma as well. I think that um, a lot of people think that because you are you do OnlyFans or because you do porn or because you do camming, whatever your line of sex work is, there must be a price on you for anything and everything. And that's not yeah. true either. Do you know what I mean? If yeah. I don't want to see someone, I, I won't. And no. <laughs> there's no price tag that like you're not entitled to boundaries that. yeah absolutely. that's yeah. mad isn't it well, it's a very very dangerous dark world when you look at that side of it because you you don't get the backup or support from society or from the police really if we're being honest yeah. because 100%. if you were to report anything illegal happening to you yeah they don't care they don't care because they don't care when it happens to people that aren't in that industry to women yeah. well women 
especially yeah. in that industry. They don't care. So they're not going to care, especially because of, and I suppose you get it more. Yep. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly that. Um, and you have to be so careful with the partners that you choose, especially when, like, it's out there that you are into some, like, extreme practices because it's like, yes, I am, and I have done some stuff that other people might find quite out there, but that doesn't mean that this new guy that I've just met is going to be allowed to do some of those practices with me. Yeah. It's like, it's safe because I've done that with someone that I really trust and we've built on a dynamic and they've done that before and they've got training in this and training in that and it's yeah. like, I'm not just going to let the next guy I meet tie me up or fist me or do anything that could actually cause real damage when it's the wrong person, yeah. just getting a little bit excited because I think you're... Yeah. Well, Game? Yeah, I think... <laughs> not really a doll. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I think... People disregard that having the trust in someone because you can't have a successful sub-dom relationship without an actual foundation of trust, surely, because you can't put yourself in someone's house. There are so many fake doms out there and fake subs. And I think that um, a big, the biggest problem with that is is that the media have, like, glamorised it. Oh, 50 Shades. 50 Shades. And there was a Netflix series, I think, recently, wasn't there, that a lot of people talk about. yeah. um, I was speaking to one of my um, doms about this, actually, um, because he said that he had... <laughs> the amount of girls that say, oh, yeah, no, I'm I'm a sub. I would really like to try all this. I'd love to do this. And like he's actually got, like, a little dungeon set up in his home. So he's, like, really well-equipped and well-trained as a dom. Like, I think he's 34 now and has been doing it since he was 19. So that's like a long time to be in the lifestyle. Like he knows his shit. And um, yeah, he was saying to me once that he gets girls all the time saying that they're up for it, but it's because they've got this glamorised image in their head that it's going to be like Fifty Shades of Grey or something. And it's like when he sits them down and actually talks about, okay, so what are your limits? What are you going to be willing to do? What are you... The, the I won't do this list is just so long and ridiculous yeah. that it's like, well, you're actually vanilla that might like <laughs> might like to be spanked a little bit or tied up a little bit, which is fine and we shouldn't shame that, but it's not BDSM. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know. <laughs> so how do you vet the guys then? Is yeah. there like any kind of like red flags that they might say or do that make you go, nah? The biggest red flag is when you get um, doms that say things like, um, well, I'll p- whatever your limits are, oh, well, we'll push you out of those or you won't be able to say no to me or anything like oh, that. No. Like, oh, it's just like, it's oh, creepy and wrong, isn't it? Yeah. So that's from the off then. Yeah, like from the off, like, yeah. well, I don't want to play with you then because, no. like, my limit list is really small and if you can't respect that, then I really have no interest in you. Yeah. So... Yeah, because there's, like, so many men out there, I guess, that just want to, like, slap a woman about. Really. Oh, yeah. And I think there are a lot that like the whole CNC stuff and don't really see that that's different to BDSM. What's CNC? Like, consensual non-consent. So it's, like, all the staged rapes. Like, you're consenting okay. to it. Oh, okay. But you like the idea of maybe being abducted. 
distracted and tired. Oh, and stuff. okay, yeah. You know, so you've like, and again, that's a really important thing to get right because you want to be able to like talk it all through in advance and make sure that everything that happens in that scene is within your limits. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up for a, a lot of danger, aren't you? Um, yeah, I think there are a lot of guys that are more into the rough sex and rough play and sort of forced play yeah. rather than wanting to take the time to like learn shibari or <laughs> learn what subspace is yeah. and how to safely get somebody there or you know yeah <laughs> like the whole the whole thing like the whole build up and the like all the tying up and all of that I suppose that slow kind of like spanking and whatever before you reach like your ultimate goal they yeah. just want to yeah, in. like a BDSM scene can last for hours and yeah. you might only be having sex for like 15 minutes worth of that or whatever. Yeah, and is that is that part of it? Yeah. There's no like quick... Um, I don't think that... No, not really. I can't... BDSM scenes for me are long scenes. Yeah. Long, planned out, fun scenes. I suppose, you know, you can do elements of it quickly. Um. Like that would be another red flag if a guy was like straight off the bat, just like trying to rush him. Yeah, I've brought some, you know, restraints and a ball gag and like a big bad dragon with me on the first day. I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah no, you're not yeah. me. <laughs> it is funny. We used to get people in the shop all the time, like couples coming in that thought they were like the absolute. Because I read one of your posts about the kinksters that think <laughs> they're kinky, but yeah, they're actually not. Really not. And it used to make us die, didn't it? Of oh, my God. People would just come in and be like, should we get some handcuffs? They'd probably think about it. And I'm just yeah. like, it's a pair of fluffy handcuffs, handcuffs that will break the moment you breathe on them. Yeah. But they're proper like, mm, shall we be all like... Mm. I just yeah, think, just a, girl, a girl wrote on a BDSM page on Facebook recently. and She'd bought these like... Um, over the door, so that tells you what how like flimsy they are. These yeah. over the door Velcro restraints yeah. from like a high street sex shop. And she was like, "What can I do with these?" And I was like, "Have your dom tickle you?" <laughs> and she was like, "Sorry." And I was like, "They're not. They're not actual BDSM yeah. restraints." And she was like, "Well, of course they are." And I was like, "They're not because if you sneezed or simply leaned forward, they, they're, <laughs> oh they're going to come undone." And there was, like, a lot of hate directed at me for that. Because she was like, we are so kinky. This is a really, really kinky experience for me. And I'm like, but they're not really restraints. Like, have an anal hook attached to a slut collar so that you cannot move without fucking yourself in the arse. And then then you're restrained, yeah? But, like, against the door with Velcro, not really. (laughs) Oh god, we could just put that there. I know, yeah. We're gonna use that as a sound. (laughs) There's a spectrum though, as you say. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah, and it's the people that think that they are over here when they're really down there. Yeah. And and it's fine, like you said, it's fine to do that. Yeah. It's fine to like test things out, especially when you have been with someone for a long time, to do things that make you feel a little bit like kinky, I suppose. And, but just, you know, just know that you're not. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. also, you know, like, I do kind of feel bad that there is so much vanilla shaming that goes on and that yeah. these people, especially especially girls, feel the need 
to claim to be kinkier than they are and yeah. they're like doing things out of their comfort zone thinking that that's what guys want to hear yeah. because like trust me there are plenty of guys that do not want to enter into this world or like try yeah. to and it really isn't for them and it's a bit cringe that would love like a normal vanilla girl to just like yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah exactly mean? please like, don't hurt me I just vanilla boys yeah. <laughs> exactly. I've broken up with people where it was never the sex was never going to get to where I, it needed to go for me to be like a long term thing do you yeah. know what I mean so, um, yeah, there are plenty of vanilla boys out there. <laughs> yeah, just be honest about who you are. That's where the best sex comes yeah. from at the end of yeah. the day. But I think people do it because they think that it's what everyone wants to hear. Like, exactly. they want you to be like, choke me. Um, but not many men want to choke women to, to like, gen- genuinely choke women. Like, a little hand round the throat. And not crushing someone's like larynx yeah. is fine, but they don't want to throttle someone. And if you do, and you if want to you do, someone out, you need to know well, what ex- to do. Exactly, you can't just immediately. Yeah, it's like well thought out. Yeah, thing. you can't it's enter not, into it and just be like, "Oh, I love being choked," because then someone could just grab you around the neck and like jibber jabber you. Exactly. <laughs> so. Which is why I don't like have one night stands, and I don't like go to bars and meet someone and like go back with it, go back with them because. I'm not going to meet someone randomly on a night out that is into the same stuff that I'm into. Yeah. And I don't just sleep with people for the, for the sake of it. So it's like, it's yeah. like you know, there's a... <laughs> so you are single and you yeah. are dating. Yeah. How is that? How's that that play out? Um, is it, yeah, hard? is it harder, do you think, than... It used to be. I guess now I know more um, where to look for the right people. Like, I'm more educated in the world of BDSM, so I'm, you know, and I do have a couple of really good play partners that are, like, my go my go-to, so I know I can get that fix from. Um, and, you know, it is fun, like, dating more vanilla guys and experimenting with them as well. Um, but, yeah, it is that constant... It's that constant problem of not wanting to tell a guy everything on the first date, but knowing also if you don't, there's likely to be disappointment further down the line. It's getting that balance right because as soon as you start talking about kinks and fetishes to a guy... They, they they think that that's like a green light. Well, yeah. And for some of them, like, the dick pics will come or whatever, and you're just like, no, I'm not telling you because of this. I'm telling yeah. you because, like... Your own you safety. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, but it's like, I wouldn't go on a date without saying to someone, I'm a parent. Yeah. Because that's not fair. If we really liked each other, you know, you don't want in a month's time for me to say, I've got kids at home, and for that to, like, end the relationship. So you're always upfront about being a parent, aren't you? I wouldn't go out with someone without saying I do OnlyFans because some guys that is a turn on and they like the idea of it yeah. and they helpfully offer to make content with you. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> do they want like, if someone makes content with you because you do make content with men, don't you? Yeah. Do they? Do you give them like a little slice of that or no? They um good. Good. The guys that are in, that are, that I've made content with have been really generous, and have said that it's all for me. Um, if they wanted to open creator accounts and stuff themselves, then I'd 
do videos for them and obviously not get a cut also like that's how it would work but no I've been lucky that I've not had to like negotiate what a video is worth yeah. and how it is split god can you imagine a guy that's going hard. I want my seven pound fifty for you sucking my or dick. whatever <laughs> yeah and I'd be like get out <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's hard to price as well, <laughs> yeah, yeah I know how much do you think you are owed for this <laughs> act oh my god it's bizarre isn't it yeah, yeah. I can imagine there are some men out there that would yeah be a bit spiteful and a bit I want that video yeah. Or, yeah, no, they yeah. have to sign like release forms and stuff. Oh, do they? You. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like okay. a model oh. release thing, yeah. Yeah. So like and OnlyFans have to know who's in all your videos. So they have to have accounts themselves and you have to like tag them. Oh so OnlyFans can say well that that that, that they've that, consented that they've to consented it. And that person's eighteen because otherwise if they it's oh, just a yeah. person you don't no, yeah. there's no regulations, so yeah. no, it has to be done properly. Yeah, this is amazing. It's OnlyFans is amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Compared to like other porn sites, mm. I just think this is the future, and I think for the first time in my lifetime, and probably anyone's lifetime, it's actually being regulated. Yeah, and people that making the content are getting the money for it as well, which I think yeah. is yeah. the most important thing. That's right, because the porn industry before was so like. It was so seedy. It was just full of, like, it was the women that were basically suffering, wasn't it? They were yeah. just given, like, you know, not the, as much money as what they should have been given, in yeah. my opinion. I think they're the stars of the show. They should be... Yeah, they're doing yeah, all the bits, aren't they? Yeah, they should be getting, like... And it, like, makes people laugh when you say you're supporting small businesses, but, like, you are. Yeah. And, and it is about having that relationship with the person... And seeing them as more than just a porn star or someone that you see on screen and actually getting to know them on the personal level yeah. is a quite a healthy thing, actually. It is. And it's like, it's. this sounds like mental to say it, but it's like ethically sourced. Yeah. Like yeah. A lot, of, a lot of people that I've spoken to about OnlyFans have always had this, like, why would I, I don't see the point in OnlyFans when I can just go and get it for free. And I yeah. just think, yeah, but... You don't know what's going on. You Yeah, but you're paying for that and you know that's come from a good place and you know that person's consented to having that. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot more that you can get out of paying for porn or yeah. Like yeah, videos yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. than just getting them for free. Yeah. Like, that's it, yeah. It's, it's, it's a really interesting place. I enjoy it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. So, yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Did you find that people were outraged when you decided to start monetizing it? Um, only a few. 
like a, a real minority. Most people were saying, congratulations, I'm going to yeah. <laughs> watch your link, I'll come yeah. over and watch you. Well, that, <laughs> yeah, what I hear most from, like, guys, sorry, uh, they are like, they're all up for nude pictures and videos as long as they're not having to pay for it. Yeah. And as soon as you're like, oh, this is now not a free service, mm-hmm. they are like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> and they don't like it, do they? I guess so. But, um, I mean, on my FetLife account now, it literally says on my bio, like, don't inbox me here. I'm not going to answer. If you, want, if you want to talk to yeah. me, then talk to me on OnlyFans. And, you know, there have been a couple that will pay the, I think, after the exchange rate and stuff it's about five pound sixty or something to actually like log on join send me a message at the end of the day um if these guys want to go out with you which some of them are trying to contact you for like to ask you out on a date and they know that i'm not going to answer their fet live message if if they saw me in a bar they'd buy me a drink that's five pound sixty i might then politely decline but yeah they bought me the drink and then you know we've had the conversation and it's done yeah only fans kind of works like that yeah you do have to make that payment to initially speak to me but i'll be honest with you and then (laughs) take it from there (laughs) yeah i suppose there's no beating around the bush really (laughs) is there like if someone's just like paid to say can you can you go out on a date with me there's no obligation and you can just block them, can you? Oh, I don't meet people from OnlyFans. It's oh, you don't? terms and conditions anyway. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I don't, like, go out on dates with them. But what I mean is, like, that's mo- that's the only reason, really, why people want to inbox you on oh, like, okay. Life or on other sites yeah. like that. It's usually to say, where are you from? Can we go for a drink? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it's like, well, I'm saving you the bother by saying, like, thanks, but no thanks. Oh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> 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 but, you know, or we might... Do you know what's weird? I have made some real genuine friends out of it. Yeah. And, um, like, it's rare, so I'd say... Just trying to count up in my mind how many I have, actually. I think I've given, like, four my WhatsApp. Like, and oh, I've okay. had conversations with outside of OnlyFans and stuff before. And, like, where um, I'll speak to them outside the platform... And there are different things going on now. Like, I wouldn't count that as meeting someone from OnlyFans if in the future I did meet one. Like, there's one um, from America that follows me um, who is coming to the UK, like, to do work here in the summer. And, like, I will 100% go and meet him when he's in the UK. Yeah, especially if he's oh. taking you out for dinner as well. He's, like, a friend now. He's yeah. a really cool guy. Like, do you know what I mean? And he's a friend. Oh, that's so nice. It's, and that's, like, off the platform. Yeah. But... It's not an escort service is what I'm trying to say. It's not oh, like no. anyone can message me and I'll be like, oh, get my diary and see when I'm <laughs> It doesn't work like that. Well, I suppose if you are interacting with these people on like a personal level and it's not just a like, I'd love to bang you, if they're yeah. asking about your day, you will eventually build a rapport with someone. That's it. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. naturally and become friends. And he was friends. the guy that actually um, started messaging me on the back of that blog post that you were talking about where um, I had the really bad first date before Christmas. Oh, yeah. And um, oh, I wrote about it on FetLive. I was like whinging about how bad this, this date was. And then this guy read the FetLive post Went onto my fet life, saw the message where I said I don't talk to people on here. You got got to talk oh. to me on OnlyFans. Went onto OnlyFans, sent me one hundred and thirty five pounds. Oh, 
Oh my god. Take myself out and make up for the day. <gasps> oh, oh my, my god. god. He's such a cool guy. And he said, like, not all guys are losers. Oh. You know, brush yourself off kind of thing. You know any other not losers in so Yeah, okay, thanks. And then we, like, obviously oh. started talking after that. And it has never been, like, we have had sexual conversations, but not, like, in a sexting sense. More in a, like, discussing dom-sub world kind of, a you know, yeah. a sense. Um, but, yeah, he's a really interesting guy. He bought me lubes for Christmas. Oh. That's, I'd only known him for a few weeks. God, he sounds brilliant. It's lovely. And there are so many that are like that as well. Yeah. And that's the thing with OnlyFans as well. It's like a quality over quantity thing. Like yeah. There are some girls that boast thousands of followers. Like, I don't have thousands of fans, but the ones that I have, I have some really, really good ones in there. And that's like yeah. an easy way to get to the, <laughs> yeah. to the top 10%. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. yeah. It's like us. We don't have loads and loads of listeners, do we? But the ones we've got are really we good love. ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we have met some nice people. Yeah, really, really nice people. Yeah, out, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, Luke Bang Boom Creative. He's a oh. uh, a everything. He's a cherub, isn't he? Creative. And he um, <laughs> he was just like, oh, let's take some pictures for you for your um, for when we was doing two girls one shot. Oh yeah, yeah. And we was a bit like. Okay. It's crazy. He was like, "Oh, just come here. I've hired this studio out for another job, but I've got the day uh, the day off on the Sunday. Come down." And we're yeah. like, "Okay." And then we met him. He's like the greatest, beautifulest, amazing man ever. Yeah, yeah. Like he's so nice. Yes. Yeah. He's just such a good person. It's so nice to meet people. And I never actually considered that you'd meet someone. No. Nice people. Same here. No. Like, well, I don't go into it. Yeah. Doing that, do you? But just shows that everybody needs porn. Yeah, like, you know, it is a need. Um, yeah, I suppose there are some creeps out there, but they're the, they're always the minority. The majority yeah. of people are just normal guys. Yeah, good. You just don't think of it like that, do you? You just automatically think everyone is horrible, don't you? Oh yeah, <laughs> like well, we most, do. Most men, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nearly all men that I know, yeah, are cunts. <laughs> ones that I've interacted with been on dates with like your dating stories like every fucking yeah, day I've been on like, yeah so <laughs> just expecting something off of you like yeah awful just, yeah it's the assumptions yeah just think entitlement yeah, yeah entitlement and it's it's not nice out there nope. but yeah there are if you like proper claw through all the shit you can find a little diamond in yeah. there yeah absolutely yeah. Do you have any top tips of starting OnlyFans uh, only just before we move? Yeah, definitely um, build your social media up first. So if you're not using your own social media accounts, like I've got alternate, alternate, alternate accounts for my, obviously my family ones. I don't want people to see you, no. <laughs> me and kids and whatever. Set those up in advance and grow them before you launch your OnlyFans. Because... Um, People have this preconceived idea in their heads that that only OnlyFans is like some database where you'll be able to Google like blonde. Yeah, well, that's, that's what, what I thought. I thought I, yeah, whatever. but you can't. And I mean, that's it's a blessing and a curse. The blessing is 
that no school run mum with a bottle of wine on a Friday night is going to be like scrolling through OnlyFans and like accidentally on purpose. Oh mate, I'll be like, and what? (laughs) And what? If you've got a problem, take it out with your husband because he's paying the subscription. (laughs) They're not, they can't. Nobody can see your link unless you give them the link. But then that's the problem as well. You're not going to get any fans unless you're actively promoting yourself. So that's Uh, why you need social media accounts too. Yeah, it's funny. I actually did get um, spotted from a twin mum group. <laughs> did you? <laughs> on a Fet Life video I put up once, I got a message on Facebook, and it was like, "Hi, I really hope that this doesn't want to, that this message doesn't make you feel uncomfortable." But I just saw one of your um, videos and um, trending on Fet Life, and I wanted to say it was amazing. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh. And it was just me, like giving this. BBC some head right and she was like and I didn't think that anyone would recognise me from it because it was like, <laughs> she was like I knew your eyebrows oh my god <laughs> such a woman thing isn't it she was like I knew it was with the best eyebrows. detectives and it's so funny because I screenshot it and I sent the screenshot to the lady that tattooed my eyebrows oh. and she like died it's the like, be- best advertising yeah, best advertising ever can you imagine <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you will. You can't do it and think that no one is ever going to find out about yeah. it. Like you just really can't. Which is why the biggest thing for me when I was going to launch it was okay. I hadn't been working in education for a couple of years prior, but it was like you cannot go back to teaching now. Full stop. If you yeah. do this, so like that was a moment of I've really got to think about that. Yeah, because I've put twelve years into education before. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happier not being in that world anymore. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't even see it as work, do you? But you're earning money from it. So yeah, why, absolutely. Why would you? No, exactly. Do, like, like you said, like a high-powered. Exactly, it's stuff that I was doing anyway. Yeah. But now, yeah. yeah. Advertising. Oh, one hundred. So money-wise, do you have to run it like? a legitimate business yeah you have to go self-employed you have to declare everything I mean the good side of that is that you can claim back on things like eyebrow tattoos and Botox and hair oh my god right sign me up (laughs) because it's all stuff to do with your appearance and your work so yeah obviously all that's tax deductible like you can oh my god yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) okay we're finishing (laughs) go shopping yeah, you've got to pay taxes and stuff on yeah. it as well. And people that think that they're going to, like, run it on the side, like, it's Avon or Sensi or something. <laughs> like, no, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> do I yeah. there's some loopholes, isn't there, with, like, gifting someone money. I didn't know whether it worked in a, like, gifting money sense. But yeah, I, I it- asked about that because you can get a lot of the revenue is tips. So, like, when that guy sent me the £135 for that bad mm. date thing, like, that was a gift. And um, anything bought off your Amazon wish list or whatever is obviously, like, a gift. Yeah. But the subscription, if you're doing it as a subscription service and mine is like $8 a month, that is taxable income. Yeah. And you should definitely declare it. Yes. Yes, <laughs> we don't want the tax man chasing you. I think he might let you off, though, the minute he found out what you're up to. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> don't want to test that theory. No. <laughs> no. Have you got any weird stories like have you had any weird experiences in your online life or in your real life um I think being so kinky myself I don't find many things weird um 
I think the weirdest ones for me are always the more mundane things. We say that, don't we? <laughs> like, I have two guys on OnlyFans, not just one, two, that are both massively into beach balls. Beach balls? Yes, and I find that quite fascinating because... Again, they don't even want you naked on them. You can be in your underwear or whatever, but they just like watching you bounce on beach balls. Oh. And there's two of them. <laughs> I've got two different ones. Yeah. And there. one of them, um, like I clicked on his Insta because he messaged me through Insta first and asked my only fans and all, all his Insta um, pictures are of beach balls. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you, look, you're being upstaged by a beach ball. I'd be like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. If you could just step to the back a bit, a little bit further, a little bit further away. <laughs> the beach ball one's weird. And then um, I have one that likes, like shoes and feet is obviously a big one anyway. And I've got a couple of guys that like, I've made videos of me literally just lining up my designer shoe collection and taking it in turns, putting them on walking up and down and then putting the next pair on walking up and down like he likes to watch me choose the shoes oh yeah or like tell stories about what I've done in the shoes when I'm wearing the shoes so I'll put because a couple of pairs of my like Louboutins especially I can't walk in them oh they're terrible aren't they yeah (laughs) yeah they are bedroom shoes they're not for out and about shoes are they so he likes hearing about maybe some things I've done wearing the shoes yeah and there is um one that springs to mind where um, I had a guy that wanted me to go outside, not in the lubes. No. <laughs> Wouldn't do this with the lubes. But with a cheap affair um, and, like, dance in mud and, like, crush insects. Well, I wasn't, like, going to be out on my knees looking uh. for insects, but he likes the idea of, like, walking through forests or muddy areas where there are likely to be spiders and ants, etc. and that when you're, like, stamping, is that hate for insects or is it like a mud thing (laughs) whatever pays a lot of money to then send the shoes on yeah dirty oh so you send them to yeah yeah so they'll buy the shoes that's why i said like not loops like a cheap 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 well-worn pair yeah they'll pay but he'll want me like dancing in mud with them first before i send them oh my goodness Oh, I've got loads of shitty pairs of shoes that someone I need to get rid of. Someone to me once. Someone I used to work with put some of her shoes on eBay just to sell them as a normal human being. Yeah. And um, she got used to get, she had to take them down because she was getting inboxed. Yeah. From the fetish. Yeah, people. I've had from it before. people, yeah, about it. And she's just like, they're, they're asking her questions like, how long have you had them? Can you send me a picture of you wearing them? Yeah. And like all of these. And she's just like, I'm just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just buy them for yeah. a fiver. You could just clear out all the charity shops, couldn't you? And buy all yeah. like the ballet pumps that people have worn within an inch of their lives. Yeah. <laughs> and then just send them on. Yeah, foot fetish is massive, isn't it? Yeah. Massive. Massive. I mean, I get it. I don't have a foot fetish. But what, what blows my mind is when people have something really obscure. Like, and like you say, the more mundane, mm. the, the weirder to me like you can understand things that are really taboo and like naughty yeah but when it's like i don't know save the crumbs from your toast and put them in a bag and send them to me like things things that are just like how do you know that that is a turn on before that you get to that point that you're messaging women asking for the crumbs from their toast <laughs> it's weird it's isn't it yeah because yeah, really anything can be a fetish mm-hmm. beach balls 
beach balls. But then there are that there's a, a crew of people <laughs> who like that sort of inflatable beach swimming pool stuff, aren't oh, they? Like all the rubbers. inflatables, yeah, and the rubbers, and the yeah, 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 yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that there's people into specifically beach balls. But I remember that porn mag. Do you remember that porn mag we had at the yes. shop that was rubberist? It was and like inflated. Naked bodies in no, there. No, they're completely yeah. covered, aren't they? They're completely yeah, yeah, covered. Yeah. Even their like, face is covered with yeah. these yeah. Like, little weird like breathing hole things. Yeah. And they're just getting like, they're, they're just getting their suits blown up. Yeah. And it's. <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? It's yeah, but I mean, I'm not trying to shame it. No, but just no, like no. some that's like vanilla. It's yeah, so funny. But that for to, me to think of someone actually getting the, turned on. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I don't get about. It. Like, I could get it if you were the person in the suit getting inflated. I can understand that the sensation of that might be like something that is exciting. But to just look at pictures of someone who's inflated. I can't get my head around that being a thing. It is. Yeah, it I is. I know it is. <laughs> but then, like, I'm someone that likes pain inflicted onto them, yet I, someone part, if someone was to pass me a paddle or a whip and ask me to use it on someone else, I'd be like, I would get no enjoyment from that whatsoever. So it's like, yeah. I can't even understand it from <laughs> from my dog's yeah. point of view sometimes, even though I'm really enjoying it as a sub. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? I don't think I've got the minerals to be a sub. Really? Yeah, I don't like being hurt. Everything hurts. Oh. I'm, I'm at that age where everything hurts. My back hurts. My knees hurt. Everything hurts. It's just this moment, though, where you, like, push past the pain and that's when you get into subspace and that's when it's, like, yeah. amazing. Worth worth the perseverance, Nina. Do you reckon? <laughs> Well, I'm not busy this weekend, so we'll see, we'll see what we can. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. No, I better not open a can of worms. <laughs> I am a little bit worried. I'm one of those people that might be uncontrollable when, like, unleashed to anything, anything. I don't have any willpower to stop. So. You know, just maybe find it's someone willing to have sex with you first. Well, yeah, I mean, let's start small. <laughs> yeah, let's get them to ex- like accept a date first, and then we'll see. I mean, this could be a work in progress. We'll let you know. Episode fifty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, we're Charlie and Nina from the podcast Sex with Charlie and Nina. This podcast is being recorded and sponsored by Hellfire Creative. They are the first podcast studio in Essex. Podcast, video and photography studio. Um, situated just 45 minutes from London. They're offering us a discount code for y'all. So you can get 20% off of use of the podcast, video and photography studio at hellfirestudio.uk using the code SEX. What else have we got? What else have we got? Okay. I've got some pillow talk style questions, okay. right? And these are just really girly, giggly kind of questions. <laughs> okay. So sorry, okay, and you can it. join in at home, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, what celebrity do you fantasise about having sex with? Do you know what? I don't. I don't tend to fancy celebrities. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, Dita Von Teese. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I'd go for Dita Von Teese just because she's like the ultimate girl crush, isn't she? And I do burlesque dancing as well. So like I like watching and studying her from that angle. 
and I don't think any of my play partners would complain if I phoned them up and said, do you want a threesome with <laughs> Yeah, no one's saying no, are they? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but she's very, um, she's very fragile. Looking. I always yeah. see her as like, a, like you can't touch her. Yeah. 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 Like she's made out of the thinnest yeah. glass. She's so perfect. It's because every inch is perfect, isn't it? All the time. Yeah. She she's she is a doll. I yeah. saw her when I was eighteen at Erotica doing the um, cocktail glass. Routine. Oh yeah. And that's what completely sparked my like yeah. wanting to be a burlesque dancer. Wanting to. Yeah. Uh, I did see her actually on stage when she came to London and did the whole. Um, I can't think what the show was called. Sorry, Dita, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> she is one of our, <laughs> she's one of our <laughs> hardcore listeners, yeah. Um, and it was just mesmerising. I've never seen anything yes, yeah. like it. And it's so simple because it is just, if you break it down, it's just a woman slowly taking her clothes off. And she did it for like an hour. And you just think, you could... I mean, you take your clothes off, you don't think anything about it, but every time she came on, you knew what was going to happen. So you've already seen the first act, you know she's going to take her clothes off again, but you still can't take your eyes off it because it's all the sparkle and the glamour and everything just looks... And you know even when there isn't eyes on her, she probably takes her clothes off like that. Oh, yeah, she's like slipping a bra strap down at home. Yeah. She's just gliding around some sort of gothic mansion, I imagine, looking beautiful. You should join my burlesque class and we'll teach you how to do that. And you can do it at home. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because the date's after. Yeah, yeah. Dana, <laughs> <laughs> celebrity. Oh. Rush. Well, it's Brett Goldstein, isn't it? Yeah, we but can't go for an episode really without we, mentioning No, Brett it's, he's worth mentioning every single time. Mm. So... And yeah. he's not your classic celebrity either, really. No, he's he? not, no. But he's just such an attractive man, isn't he? Oh, he's such a lovely man. Such a lovely man. He's yeah. just perfect, isn't oh, he? Oh, God. Just so nice. Yeah, so that's my limit, really, of celeb crushes. But, I mean, I'm not turning people away. I'm not, take, like, saying no applications, please, to any celebrity to men. any other celebrity. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. We all it out. There's one. The ultimate goal. Goldstein. Yeah, everyone else yeah, can go. Yeah, everyone else get in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Oh, Alexander Skarsgård. Oh yeah. Oh, obviously, yeah, he'd be a good dom. He'd be a good dom. Yeah. Well, whilst I, whilst I was saying about Brett Goldstein, I was wondering to myself whether he would be a dom. No. Brett Goldstein. No. You don't know. He Brett might Goldstein have this like side is to not him. A dom. Oh, we'll see. He's a sub. Do you think? Yeah. If he's going to be one or the other, yeah. 100%. God, I can't hit Brett Goldstein. Who are these people? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to Google them all. I know. Yeah, we'll show you a picture. I've got an extensive catalogue of Brett Goldstein. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. Well, let's wrap it up now. Yeah. We've been going for over an hour. Oh, have okay. we? Oh, good. Um, yeah. So follow you on Insta, yes. Miss. Ginger Sumis, which is submissive in French. Oh, oh, is that what it was? That's oh. my burlesque name as well. Okay, well, we can put up the the link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. We'll put up the link yeah. so you can follow. Um, obviously, follow us on Sex with Charlie and Nina. Yep, buy a jumper. Buy a jumper from SOS Clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da. Um, and 
come and record a podcast at Hellfire and Creative. Yeah, thanks Hellfire again, Ben yeah. and Baz, for having us. Yeah, and if you use our discount code SEX, you get a little bit of money off, save your pennies, and then spend it on OnlyFans. Yeah. Done deal, mate. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.